Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about the second season of Star Wars The Mandalorian, which just returned yesterday. We'll also be talking about the right stuff, and we'll also be talking about the new Moon Knight Marvel series. Um, but before we get into any of that, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on YouTube or on the audio platforms. We're just about to hit 50,000 subscribers on YouTube, so if you want to subscribe over there, that would be fantastic. Also, just want to make um, a few shout-outs to... Um, some of our patrons and YouTube members at the gold members level and above. So Jay Joshua, also a big thank you to Andrew, Darren, The Juice, uh, Lauren McKenzie, What's on Netflix, Jacob and Joseph for all of your support. And also just want to be a huge big thank you to Sarah for all of your support for the past two years. And I just wanted to um, yeah, again, just thank Sarah again for all of her support. So let's jump into it. So let's start off with a bit of news before we get into the Mandalorian stuff. Because to be honest, there wasn't really a huge amount of news. It's almost as if the biggest thing of the year was arriving and they didn't want to overshadow it and there was enough news. Um, but it was reported by Deadline that Oscar Isaac is in negotiations with Marvel to play Moon Knight for the upcoming Disney Plus series. They've also um, sorted out an Egyptian director for the series as well. And just as a whole, there's been a lot of excitement over Moon Knight. Now, I'm going to be honest, I have never read a Moon Knight. I think I've played him in some of the video games. And that's about as far as my knowledge goes of him. So, um, I thought, for me, the casting of uh, basically Poe Dameron, I thought that was rather cool. I thought that was like, oh, he's he could be good in this. He's a bit older, a bit more rugged. And, you know, I think he deserves a good go at Marvel, considering he was in X-Men Apocalypse as Apocalypse, and you could barely notice who he was. Um, I think he's a good actor, and I think he deserves another shake at the franchise stick with Disney. And I, I just think this is, this sounds really cool. What about you? Yeah, I I love Moon Knight. I've been a fan of him since almost as long as I've been reading comics. So uh, I'm super excited to see him popping in, uh, getting his own series. And Oscar Isaac is a great uh, actor. I saw him in Ex Machina back in the day, well before he was Poe Dameron. And of course, Poe Dameron, and as you said, Apocalypse. Although how could you even tell honestly but uh he also did that coen brothers movie and i'm totally blanking on the name uh god i haven't i haven't watched a conan brothers i remember watching them loads when i was at uni and stuff of oh brother art thou and um the, was it the big lebowski and all those kind of things and then kind of i haven't I don't think i've seen something of theirs for like 10 15 years well uh no country for old men which was not the movie oscar isaac was in uh is in my top five favorites of all time. So I have seen some of the more recent stuff. Uh, interestingly enough, I didn't actually like Fargo, even though I really like the show that's on FX. Anyway, now we're totally off. Um, <laughs> Moon, Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. He's a great actor. It's an interesting character. It's Batman with multiple personality disorder. Uh, there's so many different directions they can take this. Honestly, the one that might be most interesting would be Warren Ellis's take on the character, uh, which is like him dressed up in his tuxedo and then like a mask. And it, it's super trippy. And uh, they can also go any number of genres with this because Moon Knight started as a horror character, uh, yeah. a lot of psychological horror. Uh, but then he became like Marvel's version of Batman for a couple of years there. Mm. Uh, then they did a multiple personality thing where instead of his normal personalities, he thought he was Spider-Man, Wolverine, Captain America, and 
Was it there, um, a, like a cabbie and a billionaire playboy right. and a kind of... So um, he, he's got three personalities plus Moon Knight. One was the mercenary, and that's the primary one. That, that's where the Egyptian angle will come in because he's a mercenary. And uh, I think at the time it was just an unnamed uh, South African country. Now they've moved it to Egypt. And of course he's connected to the Egypt, Egyptian god Khonshu. But there was also the cab driver, which was Jake Lockley. And there was... Um, Stephen Grant, who is a playboy millionaire, not at all like, say, someone like Bruce Wayne, yeah. perhaps. Well, I suppose I've got to be careful not to make him too much like Batman because that would be <laughs> too late yeah. for that. that. That ship sailed long time ago. Yeah, I, I suppose, and also they're going to kind of keep it quite simple for us regular folk to work out what's going on. They've got to, you know, if he's got three multiple personalities, that probably, I mean, I when I think of that, I think of like a movie, for example, like, um, was it split, uh, split and you know because that was a, uh, an amazing i really enjoyed that movie i thought that was and then we had the the follow-up because we, we don't talk about the follow-up i i didn't mind it actually it wasn't that good either, and, te- and technically it's a disney movie over here in the uk because it's um it was distributed by um disney but yeah i i i think that could work quite well and it'd be a bit different but i thought the casting personally i i really like his work so i was like yeah and if they're going to set more of it in egypt i think that's a good idea of getting an egyptian he's done apparently lots of big stuff as well and i mean i personally for me i might actually have quite a a rooted kind of connection with Egypt as far as like my um, auntie and uncle used to run a business out of Egypt and used to be living there all the time. And so whenever you go visit their house was just full of Egyptian um, artwork. And, you know, there were, we always watching documentaries, there'd be magazines around. And I know when I visited Cairo, you know, I was fascinated because of all the stuff that I'd kind of picked up from my auntie and uncle. So Egypt's kind of always Egyptian. Um, so that's kind of, for me, I'm like, Oh, I quite like the, I, I was like quite a, a draw for me personally of going, oh, that'd be quite fun. And also something different for the Marvel universe. I think that's what we need. We need a little bit of variety with it all. Yeah, especially when it comes to mythology. You know, the Egyptian mythology has a lot of fascinating stuff and a lot of stuff you can't really use for superheroes, but that didn't stop them from using Norse superheroes either. But normally when we talk mythology, we're talking Greek, Roman, maybe Norse. And this is really one of the only Egyptian characters out there, even if... Uh, the character himself is an Egyptian. He is steeped in uh, Egyptian lore. And that's one of the angles they could take with it. And obviously, if they're planning on having an Egyptian director and doing a lot of shooting in Egypt, then we can expect a lot of uh, iconog- iconography from that kind of uh, mythological background. Yeah, no, I think I just, I just really, I'm just excited about, again, and for me, almost like learning about a new Marvel character. You know, this is the kind of thing of we don't get that so often anymore. And while obviously I can read the comic books and all the rest of it, it's like when it's on the screen, it's it's a different kind of thing and it goes to a different kind of audience. And yeah, I'm just kind of really interested. And I think I just think the, the casting is is a cool idea and I'm really, really into like what they're doing with it. Yeah, I'm super excited for this. And going back to like the multiple personality thing, if they had done this as a movie, I would have said, leave that out of it. That it's too much to you don't have enough room but them doing this as a uh disney plus or a tv series or however it's going to end up in um yeah they've got enough room to let it breathe and really go trippy with it which is which is the the right way to do moon knight i mean you can do him as a batman Mm. you can do him as a straight superhero but what sets him apart is 
he really screws with your head. Not not him. The stories around him yeah. screw with your head. He's actually, other than being endowed by uh, Khonshu, he's actually a normal person. Yeah. So does he have superpowers on? Uh, he has, you know, like regenerative regenerative abilities thanks to Khonshu. Uh, maybe some supernatural awareness, yeah. but otherwise he's like Batman in that regard. Yeah. Uh, he's got. Lots of cool gadgets. Uh, he's got a military background. He was a mercenary. Uh, but otherwise, nothing really sets him apart. Okay, cool. Let's go. Yeah, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they go with that one there. Um, apparently, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's kind of finished up filming now. And there's a few more, a few more toy leaks. But hopefully, we'll find out soon enough of that. And hopefully, as well, we've kind of got... Um, probably tomorrow will be when we see the new... Um, what's coming in November video, and I'm hoping for a few extra surprises in there. The big question is going to be, is, is WandaVision going to be the next big kind of reveal, or are they going to hold off with the Mandalorian this weekend of trying to keep the momentum going on from there? Um, so that's that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little puppy there making a little bit of a... I'm just starting to bite my feet. Go on, back in the... <laughs> Needs to make sure that you know that she's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know she's there. She's made me aware of that for the last four hours. Well, the rest um, of us too. <laughs> um, for that note, there. So, also, Disney added a brand new option to the app this week, where you can now click a little icon, and it will then share straight to. You can send it through like Messenger, Twitter, Facebook, or anything like that. Basically, just a link to the to the um, what you're watching, so you can send it to someone and friend. Go, oh, I'm watching this. Um, it's kind of like it's quite a cool idea it's a nice it's an, an easy way um i can imagine it's that kind of thing of like you know if i was like oh, okay dad here's a link i mean it's it's good but it's not really gonna work if he's watching it on this big tv i mean it'll be like okay that's a kind of a cool feature to have in there um but i don't know how many people use it it's it's but they got to watch how many icons they have alongside the um film soon because we've moved up quite a few already yeah and i can see why they'd want to do this because you're going to get a lot more engagement if you say, um, go watch The Mandalorian. Here's the link for the first episode, as opposed yeah. to just going, uh, go watch The Mandalorian. It's on Disney Plus because they're, they'll forget about it. They'll you know, move on to something else. They're like, oh, you know, I'm going to turn on Netflix tonight. I'm not going not gonna to do The Mandalorian. But if the link's right there, then it's in their browser. It, it's harder to ignore, harder to forget, and it's more at the front of their their mind but again as you mentioned uh if they primarily watch on on a tv either through an xbox or a playstation or a chromecast or something like that uh it's not going to make too much of a difference in that regard no um again nice little feature but kind of one of those things of uh it's it's just it's nice to have these little features behind you can tell that you know disney just continuing to keep doing stuff there's a lot more stuff they need to do to the app no doubt about it, but just uh, nice to see them doing stuff like this. On that thought, uh, I noticed several this weekend or this past week where I, uh, I ended up rewatching part of The Mandalorian season one. Yeah. And uh, because I normally ended the episode right around the time the credits start, yeah, it, it actually restarted me at the credits rather than being like, oh, you want to watch it again, even though it's been a year. Yeah. Here, here, watch the credits. I'm like, no. And, it, yeah. and my my um, would you like to finish watching menu is just getting longer and longer and longer because I always shut off <laughs> before it registers as done, even though I'm at the credits of it. Well, the thing is, well, especially with those credits being so long with all the like, international bits oh, yeah. tapped on the end. Um, yeah, they need to kind of work out a way of doing that. I'll be honest, I never really pay much attention because I usually only ever go into Disney Plus and tend to um, 
we'll generally just start watching something new. I don't tend to um, go right. back. Yeah. The, um, this is the first time I've encountered it where I've actually been like, I want to watch this. No, start me at the beginning. And generally I, I ignore the continue tab. Mm. Just it, it like, I'm so used to just skipping right past it new yeah. to Disney plus and, Oh, can you skip that one? Oh, because you watched blank, yeah. Because it's funny, really. Because normally, I think like shows like um, Once Upon a Time and Agents of Shield, they tend to they don't have those big long credits. They just go right road straight into it. So that kind of works a lot better from that point of view. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of to be honest, the the majority of the, the like I said, it's been a very with the Mandalorian, there's been lots of merchandise announced. There's been a special portrait gallery they showed off in London. Um, lots of promotion of the Mandalorian. So let's jump into what we've been watching and do a bit of reviews. So first off, let's talk about Mandalorian season two, episode one. Now, I to be honest, I think we we are going to have to do spoilers because there was there's a couple of key things. You know, if you haven't seen it. I mean, the things we're going to be talking about for this and the right stuff are basically based on if you've watched the episode. So we're trying to keep spoiler light, but I don't, it's like there's there's only really maybe one. I don't know. It's almost a kind of thing like, yeah, there's a spoiler at the end, but that's kind of about it. There's not really a huge amount in there. Yeah, and, we'll, and we will, yeah. we'll, we'll skip the spoiler at the end. We'll talk about that one next week, presumably when we have more information about it. It's not, it's not same tier as Baby Yoda, which we were... Honest, we were expecting. We were we were not yeah. expecting a Baby Yoda version two, uh, but we'll talk about that next week. The rest we'll talk about now. Yeah. So, what did you think of that first episode? Then I loved it. I mean, this was what I wanted. It's been a year since we've had the Mandalorian, and sure, they did not really advance the primary story. You know, we didn't get anything with Moth, Moth Gideon or anything like that. But man, that was just a really fun episode. It kind of, it was for me of like, you know, it fired up and then suddenly then it's like, this is great. This is exactly what you want. Just a straight up, you know, hour long Star Wars escapade full of favorites, full of action, not really pushing the story forward, but which is kind of good and bad. Um, and I, you know, I just got to the end of it. I was like, throughout was just on it, watching it, enjoying it, probably full of big smile and just got to the end of it. Went, Oh, that was just good, solid Star Wars fun. There was, and that's kind of the nice thing about it, really. It was just like, and I'm thinking, oh, we get this for the next eight weeks. You know, we get every every Friday morning before work, I'm going to be watching this and really just like, just love. I just, it was like back in this, like that territory of like, oh yeah, this is, it reminds me of like last year. Then, um, yeah, this is good stuff. This is what we've been waiting for. Um, I love the story. I love the fact that it was a bit longer. It was definitely a Western. I mean, this was about as Western as you could get. Him even riding into town on the bike um, and all the locals and stuff and meeting the sheriff and teaming up with the sheriff. I mean, this was full-blown. Um, uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. And, and uh, not just riding into town, but finding the people who are in opposition to the town or the, the restless natives and having to team up the town with the restless yeah. natives to deal with the threat. Yeah. Uh, this, this they're continuing the let's draw from the classic Western tropes. I mean, that was big in season one. It's obviously going to big be big here in season two as well. And it's funny. Cause I, I, I don't really consider myself a Western fan. I don't, cause I mean, I've, I've seen a few things here and there, but I wouldn't consider, and it's funny because I've like I, I saw a few people saying about how oh well, you know it's a bit 
you know, like you say, it's Western. Oh, I've seen all this before. And, like, and I'm thinking, it felt quite fresh because you don't see that very often anymore. So it's like, okay, I enjoyed that aspect. And also, I think because it's set on Tatooine, it kind of changed that whole mindset in my mind. I go, no, we're on, we're in Star Wars, we're in Tatooine, you know, and that's what um, I just loved. And I mean, I didn't realize, and this was something that um, when I was watching it, but the dragon was actually in the original New Hope was the skeleton of the of the dragon when the droids are walking by. I hadn't put that two and two together um, until someone pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, that's even more interesting because I didn't even, because I was like, this is a big dragon. And I kind of, yeah, I just, I mean, I thought the special effect, I mean, I thought we were watching a movie at that point. You know, this that could have been um, easily a, a movie level quality, I thought, for that. Oh yeah, dragon. The, the dragon looked fantastic. Uh, yeah, and I, I I knew immediately it was a Krite dragon, uh, which isn't just the skeleton; it's also the sound that Obi Wan makes to scare off the Tusken Raiders at the in A New Hope as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I just really liked as well. I think having the Tusken Raiders in it so much and being, you know, I think that helped really connect it because. Um, the planet they were on in the first season always kind of looked like a Tatooine anyway. It was very, very... It's like, you might as well just put it on Tatooine anyway because and connect it up. And I like the fact that they did, you know, they, they dropped in references to Mos Eisley and thought, like, well, we're not going to go there. We'll go to a different um, town. So you have the whole planet. You can go find another another little village. Um, and as well, like when he was driving in, because being the sad person I am, uh, plays um, t- the Star Wars Legion tabletop game. I was playing that the other day. You know, we've got all the like the little 3D models of the the, the, the Mos Eisley town and the little generators. And it was like, oh, oh yeah, it just felt instantly just like, oh yeah, we're in Star Wars territory. You know, and again, I, f- I love the fact that we I probably saw more of Tusken Raiders in this one episode than we have in all of the Star Wars movies combined. Uh, absolutely, because they're only in episode four and episode two. Maybe that briefly seen in episode one. Well, uh, in epi- yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I was just going to say because, um, but yeah, like you said, it just had. I just really enjoyed how they interconnected all of that into it, um, mm-hmm. and kind of expanded on them and that kind of thing. Of going, you know, they are, and you know, the Jawas as well. You know, we got the, we got them included in there, and um, yeah, it just the the references. There was lots more little ones. Obviously, the big one, obviously, is Boba Fett. And you, there's no denying the fact of when he walk, when the sheriff walks in with the Boba Fett outfit on, you know instantly it's not him. Oh, he yeah. just it, he just he just he, look, he's, he looks way too skinny to be <laughs> in the yeah outfit. the the upper body. You're just like, wow, you lost a lot of weight, Fett. Uh, yeah. uh, and clearly it wasn't. But even just seeing the armor again uh, in that context, just at all, was great. Or you just like, this is so cool. Uh, we know it's not him, but uh, it still brings on those feelings. So there was there was that. Uh, there were other little bits and pieces throughout the episode, it, as we saw in season one. There, there's always little, little tiny things where, if you're not familiar with them, you miss them, but you don't know that you missed them, and that's always important. It, it's really annoying when you watch something and you're going, "There's a reference here. I don't know what the reference is, but I don't." get it because i'm not part of the in group that's always annoying and this i think manages to avoid that because there there are plenty of things like you were talking about with the tabletop where oh the generators look like this because that's how how we've done them that way and you know the armor looks like this and there's the dent in the the helmet and things like that but if if you don't know to look for those things you don't even notice them and you just like oh no that's that's boba fett's armor that's that's Mm. all i care about 
Yeah, and I just I just love the whole thing of him. And I think the thing of all of them when they were teaming up to take on the dragon, are flying around. I thought that was so cool. Um, and it was almost that kind of I'll be a kind of thing of the Ma- Mando and Boba Fett teaming up. That was the kind of I know it wasn't Boba Fett, but because obviously he had the helmet on and all the rest of it, it just kind of had that feeling of what we've seen, you know, with them all over time of having that aspect. And I really enjoyed that. And it was just fun. They just, you know, you know, instantly that Mando kind of felt, you know, they were both good guys. They weren't, you know, the, even their African argument at the beginning was very kind of like, I'll skin you. Well, can you just give me a minute? I need to investigate what's outside kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't kind of straight up, and I like that. And I thought that worked really well. Yeah. And I also appreciated that they had uh, Timothy Oliphant in there as the, uh, as the marshal. I loved seeing him in Deadwood back in the day. I need to sit down and watch Justified at some point because I've heard that's very good. Yeah. See, I'm not really, I wasn't really too, too familiar with who he was. I think I saw him last in um, some diet show with, yeah, he, well, on Netflix or something. Oh, that's right. He was in the Santa Clara. The, the one with yeah, that's Drew Barrymore, yeah, so, was it? Yeah, yeah, I only watched a couple episodes. So I I, 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 I don't think I watched Edward. So I didn't really have that whole connection. I just thought he just was just rather cool. Um, and I just like that whole aspect, really. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, I, I also just... one of the diehards as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sorry, that was totally yeah. out, out of the middle. Of nowhere. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe probably the, the, the last one, if he was. Um, but yeah, it's it was a quite a... Oh, my puppy is now attacking my display unit. Oh, he's in the current season of uh, Fargo, actually. Okay. Well, I haven't, yeah. I've not started season four of Fargo, but he's in the current season of Fargo as well. Yeah, and I think just as a whole, it's, yeah, I, I do think that that was, uh, I think that was a good casting. I hopefully, I don't know whether or not we'll see him again. I mean, they kind of left it wide open from the kind of team up again. And I think that's always a good thing for them to do. You know, we tended to, we saw that. I hope they don't do that in the first, in this season again, where we kind of, at the end, he, he goes in and rounds up everyone that he's met during it because it's like you did that in the first episode don't in the first season i suspect i suspect we're going that route because he said uh, mando you know did the like may our paths cross again thing that's almost exactly what he said to cara dune in episode three of season one you know well, yeah maybe episode four whatever whatever the first episode we see cara dune and then of course you get to the end of the season like hey you remember me we're uh, yeah. When do we when do we do that team up thing? I suspect that we're going for that again uh, here. It was. I also I enjoyed this fact as well of like leaving. Obviously, we left Cara Dune and we've left all that upside. And it was just kind of them two back. I also enjoyed the fact that Baby Yoda wasn't a big thing in this episode. It was about Mando, and I think because it kind of got a little bit like of Baby Yoda kind of over kind of took the Mandalorian which is kind of what you didn't want you wanted more Mandalorian rather than I know Baby Yoda's cute and they do all the pictures but you kind of want to learn more about the Mando than Baby Yoda I was definitely worried that the the crate dragon fight was going to revolve around um, Baby Yoda pulling Mm -hmm. out uh, a force um, deus ex machina device Mm -hmm. kind of like he did against the um, the the horned beast yeah. back in the, the the first season, and I'm very glad that it, in the end he didn't have anything to do with the fight at all. No. I, I don't think he manipulated it at all. It, it all came down to fake Boba Fett and Mando just outsmarting the dragon yeah. in the end. Yeah, and I just I just I just, I really I kind of like that. I I like the fact of you know giving giving them a bit of room, giving them uh, baby is needed a little bit. You know, have a little bit of a nap. Um, but obviously where it's going to go forward, I mean, it definitely set it up with 
Boba Fett, obviously at the right at the end, we see the clip of him standing there overlooking. Now, the thing is, is we're all there going, that's Boba Fett. Because it makes sense. Because obviously he's riding after the sunset. He's got the gear. Um, and he, he stands there. And it's instantly, you know, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, if you didn't, if you really, because I'm not sure there'll be some people going, he's a clone trooper. Or he's, why is Captain Rex Django Fett in it? Because if you've maybe not connected the dots and that thing of that you know that Boba Fett is a clone of Django Fett um, or an unaltered clone, then you maybe would miss that because I don't know. But you know, obviously, that's really much in for the Star Wars nerds like me. That's gonna you know, instantly know that. That one I'm not really sure about because it is explicitly mentioned in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted a clone that is going to age normal rate and is basically mm. me. I am yeah. going to be my own father kind of figure. So it's not like it's obscure in mm. some book or you had to read some comic series to get it. it. It is in the movie, but also it's probably been a long time since people have watched Attack of the Clone uh, and, and things like that. So mm. uh, it can go either way on that one. Yeah, and I just like the you know that whole thing of like his outfit. You know, was that because he lost it in the Sarlacc pit? Did he or did he quit? You know, did he give up the Mandalorian life? You know, I don't know. I'm, I was I was just instantly like, oh, okay, that's good for him to be. You know, I mean, he, the great thing with him is he's kind of essentially the actor can appear in as many times as he likes because he's got an in, in, infinite amount of characters he can play because essentially every clone trooper is him. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, he can play Ray, he can play, you know, Captain Cody, he can play as many ca- characters as he wants because they're just clones of him. So, I mean, he looked pretty battle-scarred and yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this goes because you've got to think like, you know, Boba Fett has never really been set up as a good guy. He's always been kind of the mercenary villain. You know, I can't see it ending in a great way, but yeah, I'm, I'm, Obviously, that just set it straight up into like, okay, we're really going le- leaning in on st- the proper styles because the first season didn't really do that so much. I mean, I think we had more original. I think we had more references to the original movies in this episode. I mean, I think we had the whole of the first season. Well, I mean, the entire thing takes place on Tatooine. It, it basically might as well just be slotted in right to the first movie. Uh, all of that. I mean, obviously, several years later, but. Uh, the environment's the same. A lot of the characters are are references. All the weapons they're using are like the frontier style weapons. You know, Luke had that really long rifle that yeah. he was using in the first, and all the the home settlers have that, and the Tuscan oh, Raiders have yeah, that. Even just, even just like the fact that the um, the sheriffs or marshals' vehicle looked like a pod racer. You know, that kind of thing. Of not not just a pod racer. That engine looked like it was Anakin's engine. I know. I don't, I don't know if it was just the same type or if they were legitimately going for he salvaged this from like the old pod races and and anakin's was there but that, i'm pretty sure that engine was the same model that anakin was using way back in it in the first one yeah i thought that was cool also um just yeah little things like that which um which i thought worked very well um, i also love the fact that they're in the bar and watching on the tv when the death star 2 blew up and like the instant power vacuum no they were those miners are really quick i mean they didn't take more than five seconds to go right empire's gone we're going <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of potential in that story. Not not necessarily that one specifically. I think that story is over. But this is something that Disney really has not examined at all because we don't have stories between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens of what happens when you suddenly remove the biggest power in the galaxy in one mm-hmm. fell swoop. And you have to assume that this kind of thing happened 
like everywhere. Mm. And there's a lot of potential for interesting stories there. We get a, a glimpse of it here. Uh, and it really only, we only get tiny bit because it's just enough to go, this is why I got the armor. This is, uh, you know, what I did with it. And this is why the, the town respects me. But they can't. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, overall, I just, I just, that episode ended and it was just like, yeah, cool. Big grin, you know, it's like, I really loved it. Just like, no point in sugarcoating. It was like, yeah, fantastic. Give me more. I mean, it felt, you know, that kind of feeling. Um, I get new Star Wars every Friday morning. Like, you know, we, we would go decades without, you know, and I think there's still that part of us, you know, obviously, you know, we watched it. We had that whole gap between Return of the Jedi and then um, The Phantom Menace. And then we had a massive gap then between, you know, the movie, then on to the new the new trilogy so you know i'm used to having those 10-year gaps and suddenly then having new stuff every week is so so nice and refreshing and we did have that time period where clone wars was actually yeah. coming out weekly we had the rebels um we even had resistance and amazingly how yeah. fast we forgot about that show but this is different i mean mm-hmm. clone wars and rebels and resistance were all very clearly meant for the saturday morning cartoon crowd Nothing wrong with that. I've got tons of nostalgia of waking up early and watching like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe back in the day. And it love having that too. But Mandalorian is premium proper. content. <laughs> it's proper. Proper is proper. a good way of putting it. Proper, yeah. It's it's premium content that is for us. It's fine for kids yeah. too, obviously, but it is for us adults. And I think you described in the written review on the site like that that Saturday morning. Yeah. wake up and, and and go check it out and that that's exactly what it was like ah uh, yeah uh too bad i have to go straight to work on friday morning <laughs> yeah it's funny because i was like i got home last night and um opened the, i was just got out the thing and this guy walked past and it lives to me anyway he said have you watched the mandalorian i said i gotta watch it when i finish work i'm like i've already watched it this morning <laughs> You know, we're having this couple for the last couple of years, it's like you know, it's not already like you just got out the car, and people are already thinking, like, well, people know. I feel, I feel bad for my co worker who uh who wants to hold out and watch the whole thing after the entire season is done, and like, there's no way everyone yeah. knows you love it. And- yeah, it's it's a little bit, it's like, I'm you know, this is where the weekly thing really helps, I think, the series because it's going to keep that momentum going right through till December of this like Star Wars buzz. And I li- I really like the weekly thing because it keeps us all on pace. You know, and right now, everyone on the planet has, can only keep up with that space. Now, there's a little, of, there's been a bit of discussion about the fact of it dropping at the time it does in America and spoilers getting out on the internet. So, but you're going to have that no matter what time you put it out. You know, whatever time you put it out, you get, if you put it out, you know, in some ways as well, Disney are safer putting it out in the middle of the night in the US time so it doesn't, you know, load out the servers and all the rest of it. And it gives people a chance to, to kind of catch up on it. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, obviously for us, it's like eight o'clock in the morning. In Australia, it's six o'clock at night. And there's all these different things of trying to get it all in. And I just, I like the weekly thing. I like it keeps us all on the same pace. I didn't like that with like Daredevil where, and with the Defenders when everyone all got, was all over the place. Um, so I really like this, and I like the the fact that the conversation can keep going. And as far as spoilers go, I mean, you know, like some people, oh, I should have at least a week, or at least a weekend, or the two weeks. It's like you can't stop the internet. You you know, you need to. Um, it's like I know it's it's annoying, um, but you can't stop that. And it is it is 
frustrating but the only thing you can do is if you really want to avoid spoilers till you watched it is you just got to stay off social media and i know that's a pain now i mean it's like for me i luckily for us it launches i mean it was seven o'clock yesterday because of the time difference but it's like eight o'clock in the morning so it's like i can watch it before and then as soon as it drops and I can catch up with it. And so I don't catch any spoilers because nothing's out yet. And I stay off social media until um, until now. But I, there is that kind of weird thing of like, when, there's not really a good time for them to put it up. No matter what time they put it up, for, there's always going to be someone that's gonna, not going to like it. Yeah. And to be honest, here in, in, a, in the States, we are so often the guys who get it first and, uh, and spoil it for everyone else we can handle yeah. it for for yeah. for some show dropping elsewhere before us just... well, i mean I, th- I think there's gonna be a lot of people like us where we get up in the morning on fridays and watch it you know you get up that half an hour already because you want to watch it and you want to not you know maybe you get up and you go right i'm not watching the spoilers i know like the things are like coming together and what but i think if you're going to be doing that then it's just a different thing i just but i really just like everyone being on the same pace and everyone being able to catch up and I mean, it's like even the spoilers and stuff. It's like Boba Fett. I mean, we've known Boba Fett and the actor was going to be in it for months. You know, these aren't, um, you know, I knew that three months ago that he was going to be in it. We just didn't know how he was going to be in it. But so there we go. That was The Mandalorian. So again, just, I think we can't really say stuff. We really enjoyed that one. So also we had a new episode of The Right Stuff. Did you catch that one this week? Of course. Um, again, another really good episode. Um yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really enjoying this series. Um, again, it's it, it's that it is that it's that kind of thing of you're able to watch a, a proper TV series that you that you're liking, and, and I'm just enjoying them investigating the characters, showing their weak points, showing their strengths. You know, Glenn kind of not necessarily using um, Shepard's discretions against him because I don't I don't really think he I know he was obviously trying to brown nose up to the chiefs and stuff but i also he knows you know him having that big conversation with everyone and bringing them all together going, would you guys pack it in so we can get into space you know and it's almost that kind of thing like i i could completely relate to him doing that and kind of it's gonna like you know would you guys just pack it in otherwise we're not gonna get to go and you're gonna ruin it for all of us and you're gonna ruin it for me and i kind of I I thought that was like because that would, that would have been me that would have been like would you guys pack it in because <laughs> you ruin it <laughs> yeah that that was definitely a, a big issue in the early part of the the space program was uh, you've got guys who are going from basic obscurity to uh, on the front of Time magazine and it absolutely went to their heads especially guys who were already pretty much playboys to begin with uh, so there there were some interesting days at the beginning of the Mercury program and this kind of confrontation. I don't know if it happened the way portrayed here, or this is yeah. highly dramatic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah. Interesting for television, but it, I, it's I, just love, I love the fact as well as like, you even ordered cheeseburgers for the ball. And it was like, well, like I thought, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, <laughs> to eat, you know, and it was just like, some of that I'm like, you know, he, he he's, he's, oh, I just like kind of think, well, he, and it's like the thing of going to the PR person. He didn't go straight to them. He didn't go straight to them. He did try and sort it himself, but he, he reached an, uh, an impasse where he couldn't go any. And then he went to the PR guy for help. And I don't think he, because he didn't really push that across, so that's what he did. Right. That, that was definitely. Alan went, Alan went straight to the, you know, because it was like, well, actually, no, he, he did he did that last that was the last thing he did when he couldn't get hold of anyone he did try and i thought 
yeah, he didn't really help portray that to Shepard much because obviously, I mean, he's a. I, I really like. It's like one minute I like him, and then the next minute, I'm like, no, I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, every report I've ever heard of Alan Shepard ever is that he was a colossal jerk, uh, yeah. and I'm I'm being polite in my phrasing because I've heard much worse phrasing than that. Um, and I suspect that in that scene too, assuming that this is historically accurate, and I actually don't know how historically accurate this one is. Um, you get the impression that Shepard is projecting a lot yeah. in that scene. Like he, it's one of those situations that you, you hear about, like uh, his line of thought is everybody is out for themselves. Everything yeah. that everyone does is to be number one and to be mm. the first. And he's just assuming that Glenn is the same. Now that's not yeah. to say Glenn is not ambitious. Glenn is absolutely yeah. 100% ambitious. But he doesn't do underhanded things and, and Shepard's like, well, this is how I would do it. So that's how Glenn did it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you on the same, at least the way it's portrayed. Uh, contacting the PR guy was a final last ditch. I have to get something. Because yeah. he absolutely tried to go through the normal channels and keep it under the radar and be like, I don't want anyone at NASA to find out about this. I don't want anyone mm. who could impact the program. And he finally had to, but like you said, he did not get that to Glenn. Uh, sorry, to uh, everybody, to Shepard, and and then of course everyone else was and was just like, yeah, um, Shepard, yeah, we're with Shepard on this. Glenn, you're a little bit of a brown nosing goody two shoes, mm -hmm. so we definitely see this as an ambitious power play. Uh, that entire sequence was just really infuriating, but really well done. And it, again, it, I think for my point, of, especially right now, we've not got a huge amount of stuff to watch because obviously everything's slowed down. And I'm just enjoying the fact of having a, 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 a story that I've not seen or something fresh, you know, it feels fresh. And I think that's the key thing for me right now. I, I'm, you know, I don't know, I've been, I'm avoiding, you know, avoiding watching bits and pieces and stuff. Um, it's um, to kind of find out what's happening and stuff, so on. And I'm really just like enjoying the aspect of having a new story something i've not known about before and I'm, i've always loved nasa and all the rest of it but it's such a interesting story for me and i'm really really it's just like at the minute i go wow friday's great i got mandalorian in the morning and right stuff in the evening um it's like it's just high quality television right now absolutely and speaking of new stories we did get the start of the mercury 13 story here which is yeah so it's gonna yeah i was gonna mention that um, um so i yeah. don't know how much we want to go into that because obviously it's a storyline I expect that we'll we'll cover it a bit more in the next couple episodes. They really didn't do very much in this. They just set it up and they introduced the the key character, which is Jerry Cobb. Um, I mean, I I can I can tell you how this is going to go, and it's a it's a fascinating story. So I hope they go into depth with it. But I'll let the the show. Well, tell I know us. I know in the original press release they had stated that the mm -hmm. second season was going to do this, so they've already like setting this up. Um, so. Well, even I was having only heard the, the press release was going. Oh, I see where they're going with this. I'm like, mm, this could be even more fun. You know, I'm just like, yeah, this. I mean, especially with them all being, I mean, sort of that whole era of it being so different to now. I was just like, yeah, this is just. I'm really interested to see where they go with this, and I could instantly see where they were setting up like season two or season three. And I was like, yeah, bring it on. This is exactly what we want. Yeah, they're definitely setting that up. Um... 
they'll talk about the Mercury, the yeah, Mercury Thirteen. Sorry, we'll we'll talk about them at, after the final episode airs and and see what they reveal here, yeah. and then we can talk a little more about that. Um, well, I think if, well, the thing is, <laughs> I mean, purely as my like dumb mind, I'm thinking, well, we're still going to do the, you know, it's like, you know, was there anywhere in between? But you kind of think along the lines of, yeah, I think just how they've done it. I'm really, really hoping that we'll, we'll get to see. hopefully the numbers for Disney Plus because I mean they kind of have already said they are planning season two. Um, I'm hoping that they kind of announce that uh, soon enough to kind of do it because I'm hoping the num- I'm just hoping people are watching the right stuff so we get more of it. And I'm gonna just keep like watch it because <laughs> we want to watch someone more of this. I can't be objective about this. I think everyone knows where I stand on. It. I was already on the everybody should watch this. Uh, but that's because I find this absolutely fascinating. I, I really hope we get a season two, a season three. We go into the Gemini project, the Apollo project. And I was thinking about this this week. What I would really love is to see the Russian side of things because we have almost no media uh, about the Russian space program at all on on this side. I think there was a movie a couple years ago, uh, which was about their version of Apollo 13. I think it was Salyut 7. I might be wrong about that. But aside from that, we've got nothing. We we have yeah. we have no equivalent of the Vostok program. We've got nothing on anything after that. Uh, because um, yeah, I, I would love honest, to see that. I would like to see that too. Um, especially if because did you watch Chernobyl in the end? Oh yeah, I watched Chernobyl. Last because week. Chernobyl kind of had that whole like Russian what was going on in the in the what in the in the Kremlin and everything, and I really enjoyed. I love that series. I thought that was amazing. So yeah, it would be kind of interesting where they could go with that one there. But yeah, just think as a whole, right now we are really being spoiled. And I know it's like people kind of saying, well, you know, of like watching these two series is absolutely blowing a hooli out there. Um, it's, it's. I'm sorry, just, what? Yeah, no, Hooli? I'm sorry, that's, hooli. I've never, so I've that's, never that's, heard that, that phrase before. That's the Scottish genes coming out there. It's blowing a right. Hooli. <laughs> uh, I'll have to ask my sister about that. Yeah, one. literally the rain is bouncing off the window because it's, it's that much. Um, it's that wet up there. All right. Anyway, anyway but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anywho, in, uh, moving on from there. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm just really enjoying all of this stuff right now. And um, I would really recommend the right stuff to it. Who watching anything else on Disney Plus this past week? Um, I watched the first couple episodes of Owl House, um, but this mm. was a rewatch. I saw them back yeah. when, when they first aired on, on the Disney Channel, but I, I'm caught up to where I stopped watching on Disney mm. Channel. So I'll, I'll be watching those. Uh, that's on my that's on my to-do list over the weekend. Now. I want to watch an episode just so I'm aware of what it is because there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we watched a few episodes of the second season of Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. Uh, how's that? I really, we really enjoyed the, the, uh, there was one set in Africa and he's like cooking and he's got, uh, again, and you know, he's got like hippos coming up behind him and he's terrified and then he's meeting the chief. And then there was another episode where they're in the Vikings. So we kind of ended up watching season two first, but we're going to, um, but me and my wife both enjoyed that one there. So we did two episodes back to back. So I think we're going to run through both of those seasons. Um, I actually was telling, telling my parents, I said, Oh, that's a show there's um, to watch on there as well. And yeah, I'm, that was something. I also watched another episode or two of the Once Upon a Time. I'm just kind of slow. I kind of slowed down on that one there because it was a little bit like um, it's with so many episodes. It's like that's going to take me. It's probably going to take me years to get through Once Upon a Time with seven seasons and there were like 200 hour episodes of like yeah I, I enjoy it but I find if I've put too many episodes on back to back I get they get a bit blurred together. So I'm kind of going to slow them down to one a week or something. 
I remember it's not really good for binging because a lot of the episodes, uh, they they have very slow storylines, so they can feel like they're not moving at times. Yeah, and it's, it's not quite like Monster of the Week either. It's it's kind of like okay, this is just taking a long taking a long time to get here. You know, if this was a streaming show, you'd have had to done it in half this time. But um, the, this yeah. is one of those shows that we talk about occasionally, like uh, like the DC superhero mm-hmm. shows or Agents of Shield or something like that, where you're like, if they could have written it at whatever episode length they needed to to tell their story, it would have yeah. been an infinitely superior s- series. But no, we have to 22. do 22 or 24 episodes because that's yeah. what the broadcast mm-hmm. says. So pad, 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 weird reset. side story, pad, yeah. reset. It, yeah. It, it's far longer than it needed to be. And it and I hope with streaming becoming more and more, uh, we we move away from that format. Well, like, I mean, I've said this before of like, you know, for us over here in the UK, we get a lot of like mini series of like three episodes, six episodes, eight episodes. And it's always kind of been something that we've had. Um, so therefore it was always like, they never really stuck to the exact, you know, maybe most seasons were only six episodes. So it was always very short and concise and it was American stuff that was always very long-winded and just went on and on. But it does feel like now, like in some ways America's caught up with that and streaming's allowed that thing of, yeah, make better stories shorter rather than do it. And I also think as well, like it's helped bring in a lot more actors. It seems to have brought the, like, the, the bigger actors now are much more happy to do a short show than do you know a 24 season that takes nine months of the life. Um, it just, you know, the amount of big players now in TV, you know, you just never would have saw like 10, 15 years ago. Well, I mean, even just in The Mandalorian, I wouldn't necessarily say like there are huge A-list actors, but you, you've got uh, both in season one and season two, some pretty solid talent that you wouldn't have seen a number of years ago because they'd be off doing bigger projects. Mm. Yeah, it's just, I just I just like that whole aspect of these shorter TV series are giving us, I think, much better. I mean, you know, like like I said recently that one of the Hulu ones fires little fires everywhere. We're like with, with, with a spoon and things like the morning show and things like that. You know, you're seeing all these kind of things coming in. I also want to mention, I've been watching, continuing to watch the long way up on Apple TV plus. And why I bring this up is because obviously it's got Ewan McGregor in it. The amount of times that they've kind of, you know, he has to use the fact that he's in star Wars to get through borders and um, the amount, and all these people turn up for his photographs because they not recognize him. And it's like, I don't necessarily remember that so much from the first few, but there was one and he's like, they're literally stuck at the Colombian border. And he's like, yeah, but no, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. And the, the guy goes, do you know he's from, the guy out there, he's from Star Wars. So yeah, bring him in. We're getting through. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the kind of, you know, that whole thing. And I, was, I was like, oh yeah, that, that, that was quite cool. So it's been nice kind of catching up on that on there. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's pretty much been what we've been watching this week. Um, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's show. We'll be back next week with another episode. Also, on the YouTube channel this week, we put up um, an interesting video that Josh recorded um, with his friend Gabriel. And they were talking about, you know, like the new warnings that came up on the the cultural warnings. And he's a, a, a historian. And so they kind of looked into that a little bit and had a good, like, half an hour conversation. So if you're interested in that, check that one out. Um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting uh, thing to listen to so i thought yeah he sent it over and i'm gonna like uh, we'll put that one up for everyone to kind of to watch so that one's a bit of a nice bonus long piece of content this week that's gone up on the channel but nevertheless on that note thank you very much for joining us and we shall see you guys in another episode later later